Hello, and welcome to Pastor George's Bible Study. Okay, so we want to look at the this parable in Luke 17, the parable of the ten lepers that met Jesus. And like I said, we want to discuss and trust God to help us see how we can increase in our in our work with him in faith and in obedience. So going to that scripture um, in Luke 17, the Bible says, I'll I'll just throw forth some thoughts and then we'll discuss, please. Um, The Bible said he met, when it happened in verse 11, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And he entered a certain village. And there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. Um, the Bible said they stood, they stood afar off. And I guess we know the reason. Yes, Kevin, you raised your hand. Yeah, you call it a parable. Isn't this a... Oh, sorry, it's story. not a parable. It's an actual story. Yes, thanks yeah. for the correction. It's not a parable at all. <laughs> it actually happened. Jesus um, met the lepers themselves. Apologies, not a parable. So, um, there and then, the Bible says he met ten lepers who stood afar off. And, you know, I'm sure we know why he, he stood afar off. Um, lepers in those days did not have close contact with people. You know, and they were applying the same regulations. It's just as if those lepers had COVID, if you think about it. Supposing they had COVID, you know, what, what would be the thing, what would be the um, understanding? Two meters apart. Isolation. <laughs> exactly. You know, but I thank God. I don't know how you people see it. I thank God that they met the right person. Mm-hmm. The Bible said they met Jesus. And do you know, as I was meditating on it, let's let's discuss. Even when we face challenges, the prayer, honestly, is that we must meet and encounter Jesus even in those challenges. Let us not, because, I mean, it happens, it happened to me recently, whereby you'll be thinking, 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 and say, what next? What should I do? You know, but, like I was saying before we started, we don't have an option, beloved brethren. Where you know, when when um the disciples met Jesus in John chapter six, and the Bible said it was some of them stopped following Jesus. Peter, when Jesus asked him, Will you also go away? You know, that that scripture has always challenged my heart. Peter said, To whom shall we go? <laughs> Jesus, it's not a question of 
shall we go away? If we go away now, where are we going? We don't have an option. You know, it must come to a point in our lives that with all the challenges we are facing, who should we go and meet to help us, to carry us through? It's still Jesus. We can't, we can't go to the world to solve our problem. We can't go to... <laughs> permit me to say this. You cannot even... Don't try it as a Christian to go to the devil to help you solve your problem. You are in big trouble. In fact, the enemy will say, ah, I've been trying to get you all this while and you've come to me to solve your problem. No problem. <laughs> let, me, let me take advantage. We can't. We can't go to him. And I thank God that these uh, lepers met the right person. They met Jesus. And maybe we should discuss. Do we, do we see anything else in that portion of scripture? <clears throat> Let's talk about it. <clears throat> Please feel free to contribute. Yes. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot in here about, you know, leprosy. You know, Nick was talking about isolation and we, we think there's only one type of leprosy and that's the one where you, you have to be sent away into a colony. Mm-hmm. Like that. But, you know, we saw with Naaman mm-hmm. that he was still with his people. So leprosy is, is more of a generic word for disease than, mm-hmm. than what we tended to use it now because they're in the village. They're mm-hmm. actually in the village, but yeah, they still kept away because of, well, I think, you know, just politeness, really, respect and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Obviously, it's between Samaria and Galilee. And um, so who are the residents? Mm-hmm. Um, are they Samarians? Are they uh, Jewish or are they a mixture? Yeah. Because yeah. um, that was confusing for a long time. Were these 10, were they all Hebrews? Um, and then you read a bit further and you see they're not. Or were they all um, Samarians? Uh, which it looks like they were not either. So, you know, what were they? Who were the ten? Was it one Sumerian who came back and nine, you know, nine Hebrews, nine, nine Jewish people? It's not, it's not 100% clear, but it was also interesting. He sent all ten away to the priest. So I'm not sure the Sumerian would have gone to the, to the Jewish priest anyway. Um, so that's a bit confused. There's a lot, um, you know, and, um, and if, and if he's the Sumerian and the others are are, are Hebrews, are, are, are Jewish and that, it's interesting. It's only the stranger, which is what he's called the Sumerian, came back, the stranger. And, um, and uh, you know, why did they not come back? Why did they not come back? I, you know, it doesn't tell us, does it? So mm. we, is it is it dangerous for us to, to conjecture, to think up, to make up, to consider what they, why they didn't come back. I think, uh, my opinion with that, Kevin, why the nine didn't come back, like, uh, probably, uh, when they went to the priest, they were prohibited, um, to talk about it because of all this jealousy, um, from, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ and the Pharisees. You know what I mean? They don't want the miracles of God to be known by people. So probably when they saw the priest, uh, they were, um, what you call that one told not to talk about it, but one was brave enough to, uh, went back to Jesus to thank him. And, uh, I think that's my opinion, really. 
that I think as soon as he as soon as he realised he was healed and came back, mm, mm. they did not. They did not. They carried they, they carried on and and maybe they didn't even realise they'd been healed. Mm. Maybe they went off in a huff because he didn't do more. A bit like Naaman yeah, said, yeah. go and dive in the in the in the um. Yeah, because um, you remember the Samaritan, uh, and I, I remember that Samaritan woman, isn't it, who proclaimed about uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, about salvation to the Samaritans. And that's why the Samaritan uh, was the only one who went back and thanked Jesus. Probably uh, he remembered about uh, who he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, obviously, this is quite dramatic, very dramatic. But you know, how often do we actually thank the Lord for what we've got? You know, count your blessings one by one. Yeah. Yeah. I sorry, I had the problem with my laptop. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Um. So. Sorry, I had, like I said, I had a problem with my laptop, so I don't know what happened. So I'm. I've oh, okay. It. So, so we we were having a bit sort of discussion as to why the nine didn't come back, uh-huh. um, and, um, and well, presu- I I presume they are Hebrews, they are Jewish. Uh-huh. I presume they are because, and uh, and I like the way God challenges him to ask him ask him the question. Uh-huh. I presume it's and. Um, because um, you know we, it's a it's quite quite a challenging question, isn't it? Quite a a a um, what's how should we put yeah. it? Judgmental, maybe not. A um a a um yeah, for Jesus to ask sort of thing is is quite telling, I suppose. You know, he actually asked the Samaritan, why did the other nine not come back? And of course, what was he doing with the other nine? To some degree, mm-hmm. one Samaritan and nine. Jewish people. I I just thought to raise this point um, on the on the fact that if you look at what Jesus when the the Bible said they came they met him and they raised their voice. You know, they knew Jesus was the healer. They knew Jesus. So they came to him for for help. Now, when Jesus came, when Jesus spoke to them, the Bible said, Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priest. Jesus did not say, be healed. Jesus did not say, don't worry, be cleansed now. So mm-hmm. they, they got up and said, okay, we are going to show ourselves to the priest. And the Bible said, on the way, they were healed. So there was a time lag between when they were healed and when they, when Jesus told them to go to the priest. So this, this lepers exercised some form of faith to believe that, yes, Jesus has said we should go to the priest to show ourselves we are going. Now, in between that time, when they left Jesus, and on, when they got on the way, the Bible said they got healed. And you see, there's usually there's a, a time lag. And at times, even for our own lives, 
in some some at times there's a time lag between when God answers your prayer actually and when you receive a reassurance about what you are praying for. You've not seen the answer yet. Like these lepers, you know, when they were talking to Jesus, they didn't see the answer. But they knew what it meant though. They clearly knew what it meant. Definitely. So, you know, the challenge for me there, a a lesson for me there is that I should keep believing what Jesus has said. Mm -hmm. I should keep holding, even when I don't see any visible of your sign or confirmation of what he has said, I should just believe it. Those brethren obeyed Jesus in faith. They got up because, like Kevin said, they knew what it meant. Hmm. Now, the problem, the, the issue now comes up. When they receive the healing, you know, healing that is not as in your times and it's not um, <coughs> immediate. People take it for granted. You know, if Jesus had healed them there and then, they would say, ah, no, thank you. But they were walking away. They were going to the priest when the healing took place. How many times have we prayed for something and the answer did not come immediately? Later on, the answer came. At times, you take it for granted and you don't thank God because it was not instantaneous. It did not appear as if it's one dramatic miracle. You know? So, at times... You know, this teaches me again that I must not think because something is not instantaneous, it doesn't mean God has not done it. I still need to come and thank him. I should not be like the other nine. You know, what made this up? We don't know where they were going to. Supposing they were walking from um, maybe Hemel to St. Albans to go and see the priest. Hmm? And they're <laughs> walking from St. Albans to, to Hemel. So, um, let me see. Where, which landmark should I use now? <laughs> the, you know, if you are going from St. Albans to Hemel, and you take the... Which route is it now? I've forgotten my, my, my geography of that area. Now, supposing they, they left um, Little Buzzard. Jesus met them and it bothered. And the priest is in St. Thomas. And they were passing through Hemel. By the time they got to the feeling, you know that travel lodge, the tall travel lodge. Yeah. They, yeah. they were walking from Little Bozard. And then they got to travel lodge and the healing took place. In between Little Bozard and the travel lodge, at times, because it was not instantaneous, the healing was not instantaneous at Little Bozard. But they walk as they were walking, 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 walking. They got to travel lodge. They found that ah, healing has taken place. They did not go back to thank God. Only one thought, ha, this is wonderful. Lord, I'm going to thank you. I'm going back. The priest, <laughs> showing myself to the priest is not the issue now. The priest will always see me that I'm healed. Let me go back and thank the Lord. So at times, because healing answers to prayer is not instantaneous, it does not mean we should take it for granted, but we should go and stay thankful for all the same. That's the lesson I see there that has challenged my heart. Because I was asking myself the question, why is it 
that the others did not think, ah, this is wonderful. This is glorious. We have been healed. Why did they just think, oh, we can just, Jesus has done it. Yes, Kevin. Is there also the sort of current day issue that um, who does the glory go to? Is it the priest who actually absolves you or says that you're healed uh, in order for you to go about your day-to-day business and be part of the community again? Or do we give the glory to God who provides the healing as well? That's very true because, you know, in those days, if the priest did not say you are healed, you can be integrated back to society. That's it. It's not going to happen. The priest carried the ultimate power, as it were. They confirm your healing. <laughs> and they are the ones that say, oh, you can now go back into society and integrate with people. They are the ones that confirm it. But actually, our confirmation is not human beings. Mm-hmm. Our confirmation is the Lord. Amen. prayer um, our requests and everything is the one that confirms it. It's not priests. It's not men of God. It's not pastor. <laughs> it's the Lord who has evoked the healing, who has brought the answer. Is the one that confirms it. And that's why it's him we should go to with thank thanks. I don't know if you guys have seen it before. I mean, um, I know it's, it's something that happens. At times, um, somebody wants to give a testimony. It's terrible. It's, what I'm about to say is, is a shame, but it happens. Somebody wants to give a testimony. Uh, when something happens and, uh, um, to, Liam, to everyone that knows Liam, the Lord Liam, Jesus, Liam, we believe in him. Liam, wait a second, yeah? yeah. Uh, you will have your, your go in a minute, yeah? We'll just, just continue, just... yeah? Yes. So, I was saying, what happened um, in the time we believe in that? That's Liam, why we just... We know need... we get saved. Liam, Liam, listen. We just let Brother George talk first so that and we then... will be able to understand and then we will ask some questions later, yeah? Yeah. Mm. Yeah? So... So what I was trying to say was that somebody wants to give a testimony of God's healing and the pastor or the man of God wants to take credit. So what does he do? He calls the person to come and give the testimony. Oh, Sister Grace, can you come and share your testimony and share with the brethren what the man of God has done for you? (laughs) And the woman says, oh, thank God, you know, I was sick. And the man of God just laid his hands on me. Ah, and the healing came. Hallelujah. Who is the glory going to? Is it God or the man of God? You know, so so that's why one needs to be very careful. Even when we give testimony, the testimony must not be laced and garnished with human effort. It must point to the glory and honor of Jesus alone. It must not be garnished with human effort. We must not say, oh, brethren, I prayed for 20 hours. And the Lord answered. You know, I just prayed. If if not for this, my serious prayer. 
you know, at the end of the day, who are we giving glory to? Is it God or man? You know? Yes, Kevin. And then Liam will talk after. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just a quick one. But if we look at verse 19, it's um, easily misinterpreted, shall we say. Uh, It says, uh, arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Mm -hmm. What have you got to to say about that, James? Yes. I do agree with you, but what have you got to say about that? Yes, yes. So, you know, when Jesus said, your faith has made you whole, we have to understand that God partners with us. For instance, does God not know your request? Why is he asking you to pray? Why is he asking you to ask and you shall receive? Why is he asking you to bring your requests known to him? It's because God relates with us as people who share in the same um common faith and he wants us to have faith in him because he's partnering with us so when god when jesus says your faith has made you whole when we act you know we established it at the beginning how did they know that jesus heals why did they come to jesus in the first place it's because they knew and they had faith that jesus that's why if you see how they came to him they shouted Lord Jesus, have mercy, come and help us. Mm-hmm. They had food. So, so at the end of the day, George, George we, uh, one thing that's interesting is, yes, is this that the priest would only be in Jerusalem. Yes. So they're in the Galilee region at the moment. It would take them a few days' walk to actually get to, um, get to the actual, uh, to actually see the priests. So, if, if the guy was healed and then kind of came back, it's going to take him quite a few, like at least a day or so, to even find Jesus after when he's kind of healed. Mm-hmm. Can you can you see that? Because most of most of the priests are in the temple, so it says yeah. go through yourself to the priest. Mm. So that means that they have to walk about two days to Jerusalem, and because they're lepers, they're not allowed to. Uh, Claims, or they're they're not allowed to um, yes go along any because you've got the Deuteronomical laws that kind of say that mm. they're not allowed to kind of things like that. That's you had the thing about whitewashing the tombs. The reason they whitewashed the tombs was that, that if they touched any kind of dead body mm. up to up to Jerusalem, that they they would make themselves unclean. Mm. So yeah. I was just uh, it was just the, the thing I was, I was thinking because actual we've we've done that journey to Jerusalem up from Galilee up to Samaria or up to up up, up to Jerusalem. It's quite a long trip. Mm. So yeah, but also I mean yeah. he, had to, he had to find Jesus as well. I mean that that's another thing mm. because if he's uh, I mean he doesn't know where Jesus is if he's mm. if he's, if he's kind of going. So once once he was healed, he had to turn around and actually find Jesus. Mm. Mm. I I you know just to um, round up that question that Kevin asked. Yeah. Jesus said, "Your faith has made you whole." Actually, who is the one who engineered the faith? 
Is it the leper themselves or the fact that they've been hearing of Jesus and they know? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Who actually engineers the faith? Is it God or human beings? Or is it them? It's the Lord. God attempts to challenge our heart so that we can rise up in faith. So when Jesus said, your faith is not a, a stamp to say, yes, it's you that is at work. No, the Bible says, um, it is he who works in us to do of his good pleasure. So it's not a, it's not a, you know, like we know, faith is not, it's not human effort. It's God that, that infuses a man's heart to arise and obey him, even when the answer or the conditions are not right. And there's a difference, of course, between the man who came to give thanks. You know, um, um, Dom, you just you just raised a serious point there. They were, you had to look for Jesus. What makes a man come back to look for Jesus to thank him? That means there's something about his faith that is different. It's not just receiving healing. For him to make the effort to come back and say, let me look for Jesus. He doesn't even know where Jesus is. I mean, it's like he may, Jesus may have moved on since the time. Exactly. That he would, that he was, that he was since, since that he went to actual, to go and find the priest. So there's no, not necessarily the reason actually where, where the, where he actually found the actual kind of thing. He, he has to actually go specifically and actually find him. It, it's not an easy thing. The next, I mean, Tom, Tom, the, ne- the next verse says that Jesus spoke to the Pharisees. So it looks like Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem as well. Yes, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. But I mean, like, you know, like trying to find someone in a crowd, trying to find someone like, like it's, it's not like they've got mobile phones. They can't exactly phone. Okay, where is Jesus? Where is the, let's let's find him. It's it's not that easy. You, you actually, he would have to go by word of mouth. And actual other people have actually seen Jesus. Hmm. Probably did a lot of witnessing while he was on his way looking for Jesus. Jesus healed me and I'm looking for him to say thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think Dom, what I can say with that is, you know, where can he find Jesus? You know, like that. Jesus already knew his faith and Jesus knows his heart. So Jesus made himself available for that man to see him back to give thanks to the Lord because if we seek God, he will God will make himself available for us. Mm, that's yeah. what I can, you know, that's only I can say. Mm. But, but but the man must have actually made the decision as soon as he was healed to go back because he didn't go to go back to the priest. So he must have actually made a decision to turn around and actually go in the opposite direction. That's why God said, seek God while he can be found, yeah. isn't it? Mm. So that's why, as I have mentioned, if we seek him with all our hearts, it will be there available for mm-hmm. us. And he will, mm. he will definitely um, show himself to us in, in the, every way, in all the effort that we do, that he will be there. Mm. That's true. Liam. 
Liam, you wanted to say something. Well, yes. Well, what I know in Luke 17 mm-hmm. and verse 31, <coughs> where it says... Liam, we're not in verse 31. We're only yeah, but it's, it, 11 but it's to saying, 19. What it's saying, Luke 17, 31... No, we are only studying 11 to 19, Liam. It's the 10 lepers. That's what we are teaching. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say, the way he, um, bit where at the bottom from where he returned, it says here, in that day, he which shall be up on the housetop and he serves his the house let him not come down to take it away and he that is in the field let him like we not return back so where we return back to him and we walk with him on the hill, like Dominic would actually say, on the hill we can actually walk to by his side. We know he um where we can't find him or where we can find him, we know he did in our hearts where Ever we go to him. Okay, Liam. Yeah. Please, I want you to what we'll be discussing, but read, look at that story from verse the story of the ten lepers that Jesus healed. Yeah. Yes. So if you look at it from verse, is it verse nine? Uh, Eleven. Eleven to nineteen. Yes. Just look at it, and. Anything that God lays on your heart about that story, you come back and share with us so that we can continue discussing. Yeah. So we can go back sometime with that verse 31, Liam. So for now, please... Look at verse 11. Yeah, let us just concentrate first in Luke 17, 11 to 19. And sometime we can go and do that verse 31, okay? Yeah. George... George, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. You're a doctor. Yes, yes. What would you class the leprosy as in your modern terms? <laughs> leprosy, Kevin has already raised it, you know. COVID. Lepros- <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we talked about it. It can be a form of COVID. Imagine those lepers had serious COVID and they were in isolation. Yeah. So... No, I, was, I was looking for like a medical term. Is there any medical term for that? Leprosy, leprosy is an infectious disease. Okay. And um, in fact, you know, to be honest. Can I answer that? Okay, yes, please. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm listening. I'm just not in the, on, on the camera. Yes. Leprosy is leprosy in its own right. You know, that's a disease called leprosy. And it's, it's a, a, a bacteria, a type of bacteria that affects the nerve endings. 
heals all the nerve endings so that people lose feelings in their in their feet and you know fingers and toes and other parts of their body and um so a bit bit like someone with diabetes lose their feelings and they have to be amputated so that's what happens in leprosy it's very contagious which uh-huh. is why people had to be isolated um uh-huh. even now and in those days um so they say there's some comment commentaries that say leprosy in, in scriptures is not only leprosy but also covers other kinds of skin diseases, you know, just any rashes you can see um, that's chronic. So these days it might cover things like psoriasis, um, even really bad eczema. As long as it looks really bad and horrible, they would call it leprosy. But there is leprosy in its own right, which is not a very good disease. What's, What's the official medical term for that? Leprosy. <laughs> leprosy. No, no, I was just wondering whether there's an actual official like um No no it is leprosy. Leprosy. So if you look look for um there's a leprosy mission, it's a, a charity that um supports uh, people with leprosy in developing countries. It's mostly these days in developing countries. So Nepal, we have a lady in our church who uh, has links with a leprosy mission in Nepal. Uh, it's called by it's caused by bacteria called what is it? Mycobacterium <laughs> leprae. Leprae. Yes. yes. Mycobacterium leprae. So it is and it's just in its own right, leprosy. And they, they could be covered by skin diseases and dermatological It covers, diseases. yeah, in scripture. Yes. The, the Jews probably didn't know they just called everything leprosy. Leprosy. Even if someone's got psoriasis or even bad eczema or any kind of weeping skin condition, they would call it leprosy. So um yeah. Also, also in those days leprosy was incurable. You know, it just got worse and worse until the person died. But these days they've got anti- the you know antibiotics, special antibiotics that they give. And the interesting thing is that they stop becoming contagious even after the first dose of the anti- antibiotics. So the safest really place. responsive to treatment, really. Yes. So the safest place to be, actually, is a leprosodium. Where they're having treatments, though. Where everybody's <laughs> having have treatments. Once they start treatment, they're not infectious anymore. Yes. Even yes. though the deformities might be there, which is why yes. early treatment is really important with mm. someone who's got leprosy. One of the first signs that they have is they, they get pale area patches on their skin that's not sensitive to touch, you know, or pinprick. So once they, you notice that and they start treatment straight away, they don't get all those deformities. They lose fingers and toes and they and their noses and things like that. They get blind. So yeah. Ah. <laughs> okay, you still remember these things because this was what they used to ask us in medical school exam. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It really um it it made such an impression you know, on me, because, yeah, uh, you still see it on the streets in places like Nigeria, you know, mm-hmm. 
So it's not, it's not here. I don't think any medical student in the UK has seen someone with leprosy. You just don't see it Mm. here. But anywhere, you know, third world countries, you see them. I've I've seen it in India. Yes. Because I was trying to find the verse in scripture because if a leper kind of comes in, because they weren't allowed into the priests. No. So they weren't allowed to see the priest, but they also had to shout unclean, unclean. Yes. Yeah. Whenever they were walking. Yeah. So that was that was one of the things that was interesting because uh, I looked online. It's also called a Hansen's disease. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah. That's, that's the other. That's the other. That's name. very true. Oh. <laughs> I forgot that. Name. I, I looked. I looked it up. So that was that was. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, it's still oh. it's, yeah. Just the guy that described it, or yeah, it's still that's the. I think that's the posh name because if you say leprosy, uh, they will not. But that's true. Hansen, <laughs> people will run away. Hansen is the guy that described yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Just disguise the the you know horrible disease because if you say Hansen's disease, it's posh compared yeah. to leprosy. <laughs> Yeah, the bacteria itself is is called lep, you know, it's a leprosy bacteria. So yeah, because India, Indian Brazil, it looks like on the countries Indian Brazil still have massive amounts of it today. Yeah. So which is which is interesting. So yeah. So because it's interesting, they they by because by law, by by the is by the biblical law, even going to the priest was marked unclean. That's good because they, they weren't allowed to, the lepers weren't allowed to go see the priest. Hmm. Uh, so they go to see the priest. But they're, know, they're not allowed to see. They're, they're not allowed to see the priest if they're in Le- no in in Leviticus uh, when yes. you know, the law around skin diseases. They say, well, if you've got skin disease, you go outside the camp or you're unclean. But once you're cleansed. Then you show yourself to the priest yes. to be allowed back in. So you you you're not supposed to go in with any visible sign of skin disease. So they were healed on their way to the priest, and that's why they could see the priest because they were healed on their way. And talking about the man, you know, that came back. Yes. I heard somebody talking, preaching something about it. I'm not sure, so I cannot. I haven't verified it, but. He was trying to make the distinction between uh, being cleansed and being made whole. So mm. all the ten that went were cleansed of their of their illnesses of their the leprosy, but that man that came back was made whole. So he had more, you know, comprehensive healing than just the leprosy. Apparently. He was made whole, spirit, soul, and body. Yeah. You know, even his heart was cleansed and he, he was he had a more yeah, comprehensive mm. healing because he came back to give thanks. So the rest got what they asked for, but he got far more than mm. what they asked for. He he was just thankful and was trying to say if you are thankful, then you get more from the Lord, you know, just because he's pleased mm-hmm. with he's happy with mm. it. Yeah. Mm. Because because um, you because you have um, Leviticus fourteen, yeah, where it states that this should be the law of the leper for, for the day of his cleansing. He should be brought to the priest. Yeah, and it says the priest should go out the camp and the priest if the leper is held in the leper. So essentially, in 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 Leviticus fourteen, yeah, 
that's where it states that the the the, the pre uh, the lepers actually have to go to the priest that you make sure that they're actually cleansed yes yeah so they wouldn't if 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 they weren't healed so it's like saying look my skin's all right can i get back in now can i be yeah. allowed back in and it was only the priest that could say yeah there's nothing here you can go in mm-hmm. otherwise they send back again probably mm. so yeah so um i think it's obvious from that scripture what um jesus was trying to highlight you know when he asked that question where are the nine where they're not 10 and only one has come back you know that gives us an idea of this issue of giving thanks that we should not if you if you decided to take a sample of 10 people that god does something great for how many was the percentage of people that come back genuinely giving thanks to him and you know we saw just 10 lepers there it might be 10 10 men who have been praying to god for something it can be 10 people asking the lord for something and god did it it might be instantaneous it might not be instantaneous in this case it wasn't instantaneous it wasn't a snap of the finger miracle but when god did it did um, the, the challenges those that came, how many came back and i must not um be the one whose name is written that did not come back to give thanks so I think it's a strong lesson for us to genuinely and sincerely go back to God and say, Lord, I thank you for what you have done. Lord, I thank you. Even when that um, answer came 10, two years later, because like I was sharing with us, there was a time lag between when Jesus told them, go and show yourself to the priest and when the healing came. In that story, it was maybe like Dominic was trying to say, the distance between um, where Jesus met them and Jerusalem. For us, it could be some time. It could be some weeks. It could be some months. It could even be years. But let's be watchful about coming back to give thanks so that truly we can be whole. The there's this Yoruba adage. Sorry, I'm using it as an adage, but I just think there's wisdom in it. He says, "He that gives thanks, we have more um, favors because he gave thanks." Like Funke was trying to allude to there, because this man came back, he was made whole. Yeah, and scientifically, there are benefits of gratitude of being thankful. It's actually been studied and proven. So there's a list here that I found from a Harvard um, Harvard study, right? Mm-hmm. 10 benefits of gratitude. It improves self-esteem, improves energy and health, makes us happier and more optimistic, more resilient and to deal with adversity better. You're more generous and forgiving, keeps you 
in the present moment makes you happier and notice the present moment more, lower stress, anxiety, and thoughts and bad thoughts. And it helps you to be kind and generous to others and um, helps, it provides perspective and helps you look for the good in your life. So yeah, there, there are benefits to, to being grateful for any, anything really. Okay, Peter. I think we would pray here, but you know, the prayer point is, Lord, help my heart so that truly I'll be thankful. Help me. Let me not take you for granted. Let me just not assume that, oh, yes. Um, somebody was talking about, he was just thanking God because he went to visit somebody in hospital that needed dialysis. And he was thinking about his own life. He saw how the dialysis machine was pushing blood, you know, from the patient into the dialysis machine and back to the patient. And it just dawned on him that, ah! And this guy was spending how much in pounds? He was doing it privately. How much in pounds for to have his dialysis treatment? And here he was standing and his own kidneys were working perfectly. He didn't have to pay thousands of pounds to have dialysis. You know, so it is like okay, you were saying, God must help us to always embrace that so that we don't focus on the things that God has not answered. You know, it's very easy, especially in our world today, where there's a lot of bad news all over the place, not to be thankful. But we have to adopt this posture of heart so that we can keep pleasing God at all times. So I think... And as Funky has said, the world now is starting to realize how valuable the teaching in here is, even even if you're not a Christian. They're encouraging people to forgive now, whatever that, whatever depth of forgiveness they can do, be grateful, show gratitude and whatever that. But, but as always, Jesus always takes us a bit further, doesn't he? He says, rejoice in your trials and tribulations. Mm. Give thanks in all things. Mm. You know, I haven't heard the world starting to say you, we should do that yet. <laughs> so there's always we'll a come gap. up with an experiment that we, that we, you see, what you said, Kevin, is so true. Everything the world is suddenly discovering through experiment and science, the Bible has taught it. 100%. And it's not just the issue of this, thanks, Funkas race. You know, we shared the other time about, uh, they, they discovered, scientists discovered that if two people, they, they, they measure the brain waves of friends and they noticed that friends have the same brain waves. But Proverbs has already taught us. The Bible says, he that walks with the wise eh, will be wise and a companion of fools shall be destroyed. So what science is suddenly discovering the Bible has taught it thousands of years ago. God, in his infinite wisdom, has already given us this, this wisdom, this truth. 
but the world is discovering into science mm-hmm. after a lot of talk. Don't and associate with the angry men. Don't associate with angry men. Yes. It's a bit difficult when you're an angry man, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know. so. That only proves the word of God is true because uh, already backed up by uh, scientific research. So, yeah, praise the Lord uh, for that. So if we share the word of God, we can say, oh, this is backed up by scientific, uh, you know, research. Uh-huh. See, we can present that as well to uh, the world so that they can believe God, that his word is truth. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's true. Okay, then. Uh, where, are, where are the other nine? Um, it's as if like uh, it's sort of uh, showing that God also seeks our gratitude. Mm. That he seeks people who 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 will thank him too. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I've never. You would think that it would be natural for us to give thanks, but um, it was an eye opener that um, God also wants our thank yous. Mm. Mm. That's that's so that's so true. Where are the other nine? So that means God is actually looking for it and saying, What happened? Where are they? You know, God will help us. Amen. Amen. Come and join Pastor George's Bible study at eight PM 